Good morning, everybody. Good to be back with you all. And welcome, especially to the new joiners or the returning ones. So as you can see, um, the audio files now are available on, on uh, Spotify, which is quite a good thing, I think, because that has freed me from the dependency on Zoom, Zoom, which was getting more and more annoying with um, added security, like uh, password and... Uh, all kinds of uh, firewalls that, but um, you know, it was for our security. But it was getting, it, it would have gotten more and more complicated to get access to the files. Besides, everybody can, everybody has Spotify, or everybody can get an account on Spotify. Um, a lot of podcasts are on Spotify. A lot of products are there, and it actually gave me a, a new impetus. And now I feel like. Uh, recording um, more and more things now that I have that tools and I know how to do it. So I use um, I use a different app on the computer that allows me to uh, do all kinds of editions. Um, I'm not telling you that I'm editing right now, as I won't, but in the future maybe. And then I have that possibility to go and and post things. On uh, on Spotify, so I will probably do uh, talks for running, also preparation for running, preparation for cycling, maybe even something on on nutrition and um, other ways. I will um, share them, and it would be good if I can get some guinea pigs to listen to them, use them, especially for running and come back with some uh, feedbacks on how to improve things. So today is talk number 28 according to uh, my papers. First talk we did was on April 16, four and a half months ago. But if I'm not mistaken, I think we started writing together before that. So uh, I would call it a success. You know, in these COVID times, we have managed to create something that is uh, sustainable, that is growing actually, that even grew when I was geographically away and uh, doing less for the group. So feels good. I'm pretty happy about that and very grateful actually um, because this is really something I look forward to Tuesdays and Thursdays and I think several of you are the same. Each week I invite uh, over 50 people who have raised their hand and said they really wanted to be there at some point. But I have a list of over 70 people on WhatsApp and 90% on an Excel spreadsheet for that includes some uh, would-be joiners in the future. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good.
So today we're going to start with an intention. I know, I know we've done, done some work on intention in the past, but that's really crucial, I think. Um, and one of my recommendations would be that before the workout, you actually look at it and in the morning, you, before you jump on your bike or during the warm-up, if you do a warm-up before everything starts, then you think, okay, what is me and my intention today? Why am I here, by the way? And, and what am I expecting from today? Uh, am I expecting to increase my lactate threshold or I am just really tired and I just want to have a good workout before starting my day and no, no, no big expectations? Or my intention is to smash the workout today. Or my intention is maybe to um, stop it after 30 minutes because I have to rush to work. Anything. Anything is valid as long as there is an intention. Coming to a workout, just thinking, anyway, you know, it's all, it's all set. Swift decides on the workout. Olivier is doing the talking. And I'm just going with the flow. Right. It's fine too. But you won't really enjoy it as much probably. Uh, you won't reap the benefit of it as much also as if you came with an intention. If you really put all your presence to this workout. And you came prepared. And prepared would be the you know, second side of intention. If your intention today is to smash a workout, one of the things that you should do to prepare for it is to make sure you have the right drinks and the right nutrition. And for example, I've taken the habit of barely eat anything before my workouts on Swift. Uh, but on a day like today, I know we'll go anaerobic several times for a total of six minutes uh, and several times over 120%, then definitely I will get some calories and including some of it made of pure sugar uh, with me somewhere. It doesn't mean I will use it, but I don't want to fail the workout or give up for lack of preparation because I came on empty stomach and I don't have the reserves to um, do well on, on anaerobic intervals. So preparation is key. So coming with an intention, coming prepared, that should be your bread and butter for every workout. And that should help you to come with your to bring to the table your full presence. You can use the warm up or even before as uh, some kind of of um, buffer between the real life and the virtual life, between your father or mother role and your athlete's role. You know, not jump directly into the workout with no transition. It's good to have a small transition, even 30 seconds. You know, you can take a few breaths with long expirations. 
and start visualizing what's going to happen the coming minute on the bike. That's a good way to do it. Same when you finish, you know, I know a lot of us might rush to go to work. Um, I think it would be better, actually, you know, to uh, finish one or two minutes before and take two minutes just to uh, um, get into your different mindset. That would be some kind of buffer between what you've just did and what you're expect to do right after, which is mainly maybe you know go under the shower or whatever, or use your time in the shower to relax and um, before getting into another um, gear uh, to prepare to go to work. What I'm trying to say here is like this micro moment, this micro meditation, these micro stops, micro buffers are very, very important in life. And they they help protecting you from, from burnout because you don't go from one task to another. You actually stop, breathe, recharge, and then you go. So the first interval is coming up. Five minutes at 104%. Remember that right after that you have one and a half minutes at 121%. So don't put everything in the line in the first five minutes because what's coming right after is even harder. And remember that having a decent cadence, 85 and over, is key, especially in the last one and a half minutes. Okay, let's go. I'll let you deal with this on your own.
One minute to go, one minute to go. All right, all set. Well, actually not quite, still one and a half minute. Remember, high cadence, high cadence. If it helps, you may want to stand up as if you were climbing a hill. It's very unlikely uh, you'll be able to maintain the cadence if you're standing up. But you can deliver more power if you stand up, at least for, for a few seconds. Whatever works for you. Well done, well done, well done. So today we're going to work on visualization, as I said, and what's very important in visualization is actually not your eyes or the picture. Visualization really works and really prepares you for a race. If you can feel the emotions, the feelings, if you use your five senses, if you try to create in advance the thoughts, the emotions that you're going to go through, To actually leave your visualization, you need to add emotions. So I'm going to use an example now of visualization of something that, uh, to me, is always hard to, um, to 
stomach to digest in a race. So let's start. So imagine you are on the bike of a long, long race. You can pick up any landscape you want. You can use a souvenir, something that really happened, or you can invent a place that you've never been to, or a place that you want to go to. Doesn't really matter. What matters is right now you're cranking in the race, you're doing well. You can feel the wind in the face. You can feel the heat or the cold, whatever works for you in this visualization. You feel your legs turning well, you feel strong. You're thirsty, you drink, you need to eat, you eat, you do all these kind of things. At some point you you can feel the grass that was just cut or you can feel smell smell the forest or the sea then you can hear the noise of the forest or the waves or whatever works for you in this case so basically all the senses you know you can test the uh, syrupy drink in your mouth And you feel with your skin the wind, the moisture, the heat, the rain. And then you can feel your emotions. This is the beginning of the race and you feel very strong. You're very happy to be here. Everything is doing according to plan, uh, according to plan, and you're you're feeling good. And then a group passes you, and they are blatantly cheating. That pisses you off. And I want you to prepare yourself for these kind of situations. So we're going to elaborate a few scenarios. But I don't want to. I want to pull you completely the next interval. So let's get ready. Remember, have a cadence over 85 and try to maintain it. I'll come back in uh, in an instant to continue.
So you're now cranking and you see the group that's passing you. First scenario. You get really pissed over it. And you decide to catch the group and just do as they do. Which is basically not respecting the draft distance stance. And it feels easier on the leg because now you're drafting. Although you're going faster than before, you're not on your own anymore. But I'm asking you, how do you feel now? You know, I'm not throwing stone at anybody. Um, I'm just saying you need to be prepared for this kind of thing. So assuming you decide that you're going to do like they do because, you know, you're just leveling the field, actually. You know, they they are cheating. Everybody's cheating. Everybody's cheating races. And this is a kind of mental um, schematic you have right now. And you just go with the flow. So try to figure out how do you feel now? Is it okay for you? Or do you feel bad? Are you scared of being caught and you look behind you all the time, afraid of the marshals? Or are you actually at ease with this, thinking it's a risk I want to take? Again, there's no right or wrong, you know, there's no moral answer here. At least that's not my target here. My target is I want you to to picture your emotions if you do something like this. Because that's the best way to be prepared for what you would do during the race. One more minute to go. Picture yourself. Try to imagine your emotions right now, doing this. Almost there, almost there. And get ready, 120%. Coming up right now. Cadence, cadence, cadence. Don't get, don't get stuck into the spin of death. So good job. Now let's picture another scenario. You decide to let them go. 
But at the turnaround, you see that they have taken like five minutes over you, and you recognize some people in the group, and you know them from racing or or training, and you know you're stronger with them than them. You know they shouldn't be ahead, and you know they're going to start the run more fresh and ahead of you, way ahead of you. And that might cost you a lot of places, including maybe a podium placing or a top 10 or whatever you're looking at, or Kona slots or whatever. How does it feel right now? Honestly, how does it feel? Do you have a knot in your stomach? Do you feel like you're stupid? Because you're the only one who are not cheating? Because you're too honest? Or do you think that no matter the results, you don't want to be playing the same game as the others? Matter most to... Uh, Look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of yourself. Be a role model for your kids or any loved ones around you. Again, what I want you to do is try to picture your emotions. Because on race day, these kind of situations happen. And to me, it's part of the preparation. You could also prepare for a scenario like you have a flat tire. How would you react to that? And this is a very stressful situation. I've been there a couple of times in racing. Or you're losing your tools and they drop from your from your bike. And you know that if you get a flat tire, that might cost you dearly because you will have to wait for the... Uh, the head vehicle. All these kinds of things happen in races. Actually, it's crazy how much more things happen in racing than in training. So, if it happened, if it didn't happen that often in training, then it's good to rehearse them and to feel the feeling, feel the emotions. Because when it happens, then you you're more ready. Now, in the case of flat tire visualization won't be enough you need to practice to change tire quickly and efficiently with wet hands from sweating or sticky hands from Gatorade or like similar to race conditions but that's not enough because if you panic, if you drop your valve extender, if you lose all the gas from your canister because you didn't put it well on the adapter or whatever, um, because you panicked, then it won't do any good to you. So it's really a combination of being physically prepared by doing the job in training and also by mentally rehearse what should be your attitude, what would be your attitude. And that's a combination of both that's very important. And surprisingly, most people, most people, forget to mentally train and mentally rehearse and work on their behavior and attitude in case of tough times. If you think about it, this is silly because we can work on the mental aspect 
as often as on the physical aspect. And even more, you can train. Okay. You can train for it. While you're in the MTR. So you're now 104% again. Good timing to reverse another scene. This time on the run. You're running tired. It's 15k into the run, or a full for a full Ironman, or 20k, or maybe 10k or half, half, and you feel absolutely knackered, shattered destroyed and you don't think you're going to be able to finish it you have a blister on the left foot so feel the blister now how does it feel because of the blister you try to compensate and then your hip opposite side starts to hurt so you have now two pains instead of one, plus the anxiety that you know that if you keep running that way, that hip problem might actually be worse than what happened in your foot in the first place. So now you have that extra layer of stress and anxiety. Your neck is so stiff for being in the aero position for hours and your lower back hurts from all the heels that you had to tackle at the end of the bike you have a mind headache from dehydration and you have a knot in your stomach so you can't really eat which obviously worries you a lot. So this is just a regular panorama setting framework of a very regular race. You know, everybody who's done half and full know that this is bread and butter. This is what I'm saying now is nothing crazy. You know, I'm not talking about puking or having a heat stroke or a severe dehydration in need for IV. I'm just talking about the usual stuff. And besides, your friend, your training partner is absolutely killing it and is way ahead of you. And he's smiling when he sees you. And he's even being a bit cheeky, which pisses you off a lot. So now, what is your attitude, you know, in this visualization? Where... Where are you going to find the strengths? This is a good question because again, the framework I've given you is, is just a, a regular day in a race. And that's when the question of the why comes out. And it always does. Why are you doing this? And you'd better have a good answer. 
a solid one. Why are you doing this? And even right now, you know, if in 45 seconds you're going to go through that 121% again. The question of the why is actually always present in training and in racing. Thirty seconds to go, thirty seconds to go. Almost there. Sorry, still 20 seconds to go at this high intensity. So good job. So the question of the why in visualization also pops out. It's a good moment to uh, to remember why you're doing this. Because when you get your why and if it's strong, strongly anchored in in something strong, then already in visualization you can call it back and use it as an anchor. Anchor. just like you would do in reality. So, whatever your why is, you have to have it sorted out before the race and training is a good moment, especially hard trainings. Because you have to face adversity.
So again, try to leave the five, feel the five senses during this tough run. And try to find the positive side of it. It's a rehearsal, it's a dress rehearsal of your race. If you don't have the answers right now, if you don't know exactly why you're doing this, if you don't know what would be your source of motivation in these tough times, you still have to find, still have time to find it. But I think by living in advance through visualization and through hard training, you will find your why. That's another reason why you're actually pushing yourself in training is, is beneficial. Because it's through pain that you will find your answers, but you can't really wait for race day to discover it. You really can't. <laughs> you have to have thought about it way before. So intention is important. Visualization using your not only your your sight, you know, it's not only like creating the picture, it's creating the the feelings, your the emotions, the thought process. Really putting everything you have to try and create scenario that is very very real a simulation that feel that the big feel is exactly like the real thing and then the why why are you doing this why are you going through this pain you have to have sorted out this question before and we all have very strong whys because we all you know, with a, without a strong why, I don't think we could train that often and that hard. The question is, you need to determine why. You need to know why. And sometimes it's more a gut feeling than actually a thought process. And sometimes it's during a visualization or a meditation that you actually understand what you're made of. Where is the origin of your motivation and why you're doing this? Okay. Now this is this crazy five times 4020. I let you deal with it on your own for a while.
You're getting there, less than two minutes. Getting into the very last, very last set of 2040. Below of 30 seconds, almost there. Getting there, getting there. Last effort. Congratulations. I guess that wasn't easy. So, visualization and mental training exercises should be part of our daily diet. You know, the funny thing is that if I, you know, if if, if I want to simplify things and 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 make it a little bit laughable but like you know you do you do your first race you don't really know how you how to train and you make all the mistakes and you under train or over train and then and then you get smashed on race day and you think okay i'm gonna come back you learn you train better and then you get this time you can tell you're stronger but you didn't work on your nutrition no more than the first time and then you get horrible nutrition issues and it takes you a couple of years before you actually manage them well and then on the next race you're reasonably fit and ready nutrition somehow works well but then you have a phenomenal mental collapse suddenly you're questioning why you're here and you hate what you're doing and you feel bad because of everything you've put on the line but then you don't always realize that with just a little bit of mental training you can work on that and find solutions just like you did with your endurance training, your strength training your flexibility training your nutrition, your recovery. It's no more mysterious. You know, if I if I if I want to simplify seeing the muscle is the 
the brain is just like muscle, you know, you, you, you need to train it. You can extend it, you can, you can actually make sure it get the habit of, of going to dark places. Um, this also can be trained and we train hundreds of times per year and we barely ever think about that. So really, I believe mental training should be part of our daily diet. You know, it doesn't have to be for the full workout, but you know, one time you focus on your intention, another time you focus on your gratitude post-training, another time you focus on pain management that shouldn't spiral down into suffering, another time you visualize and you visualize and you visualize I should be really your bread and butter. So there is a way to be become much stronger and much better at what you do without necessarily increase your lactate tolerance, for example. And I'm not saying it's not painful. Mental training can be painful. But I think the reward can be huge and we all know that the best athletes in the world not necessarily have the best physical ab abilities um, but those who have longevity in their sport at the highest level they all have mental strengths that are beyond what mere mortal can have so think of it think about it and make sure to work on your mental strengths not only two weeks before the race or during the taper because suddenly you have plenty of time but in COVID time with no race in sight this is a good moment you know and as I said some bits and pieces can be worked on or on the MTR or well, you're shaving if you're a man or whatever, you know, you have these down times where instead of getting to this whirlpool of very sterile thoughts, you can actually um, focus your thoughts on something that, that is really helping you. And that's visualization, rehearsal, and thinking about your why, among other things. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today. Um, it wasn't easy for me because I've had a tremendous amount of technical issues. Um, but I think it's worked out well in the end. And I will get better at it. So I'll talk to you very soon. And um, thanks for showing up and uh, participating today. Bye-bye.